The Friday Football Feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. Brought to us by Miller Lite. It's a football Friday. Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street. The corner of Clinton and Taylor in Chicago. Come hang out. We're on the second floor. So when you walk in the door, go up the stairs. Yeah, make a left. We're hanging out. Up the stairs. Plenty of parking around here, guys. Oh, there is. There absolutely is. Ample parking. Ample parking around here. It's all brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Bears football feast. I'm Chris Black in for Carmen today. Yurko is here, and we're talking football with you at 312-332-3776. You know, we'll get your keys to the game in about 30 minutes, Yurko, but this is a winnable game against a team with three wins, the Arizona Cardinals, but they do have a good quarterback. A quarterback that can run, a quarterback that can make plays with his arm, but this Bears defense has played really well in the last few uh, weeks, the last month, ever since Montez Sweat was traded for for the Chicago Bears. So it it should be a good contest, a good competition. Yeah, now that he's playing more than 60% of the snaps, it's good to see what the Tez effect is. Is that what they call it? There's a big effect. Yeah, I think it'll be a a good contest. I think Arizona, uh, if they lose, it's better for them if they lose. It's just the truth. Yeah. You know, Arizona is in the position that Chicago was in last year where losses are more beneficial than victories. Uh, they're still rebuilding or trying to figure out exactly who they are. The Bears on the other, the Bears are on the come. They, they want to be on the come. They want to be playing better football. And against Cleveland, one of the better defenses in the league, the Bears were playing better football. They just unfortunately found a way to lose at the end of the game. But without playing their best football last week, they still were very competitive against the team that's probably going to the playoffs. You know, in in most situations, or if you look at the different mock drafts, if you're a Bears fan that's only looking ahead at the future, uh, Arizona is the one team in most mock drafts, they don't necessarily need a quarterback. So most mocks have them selecting Marvin Harrison Jr., which is a player that... You're going, if, if you move back out of number one, that would be my number one target that you have to get if you're moving out of that top spot. That, that's it for me. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, then if theoretically, you're not theoretically one. you can't move past Arizona then is what you're telling me. I guess. What I mean, if, what but if, but what teams if, get desperate. You know okay. how this works. Yeah. People get desperate. They want to move up. They want to what, get the quarterback. What if I analyze this draft and I take a look at the receivers and, and Marvin Harrison might not be the best receiver? So Malik Neighbors, so uh, you the, guys the wide receiver me, what, from LSU? I think, I think what's going to end up happening is you guys are going to make me look at the top ten receivers in this year's yeah, draft. Yeah, it's the homework. And I'm going to have to do the homework, and I'm going to have to give you an assessment. There will be quarterbacks and every individual. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the second name will be Neighbors from yeah. LSU. He's sure. had a fantastic season as well. He's just not uh, built the way that Harrison is. Right. And then obviously the pedigree. I mean, Harrison's father is a Hall of Fame wide receiver in right. the NFL. Yeah, and usually the uh, – Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Right, right. That's true. It doesn't guarantee anything. Doesn't guarantee anything, but <laughs> right. he but knows. Just... He, I would imagine he knows how to be a professional. Right? right. So, like some of the stuff that you have to worry about a rookie player, a high drafted rookie player coming into a franchise, you probably don't have to worry about with someone like Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. So, you know that I think that's a storyline we'll keep our eyes on uh, against the Cardinals. It, it, the other thing I'm looking forward to is the Bears have played good football in the last month. I'm expecting them to continue to play good football. I don't think there's going to be a letdown. 
the, I know that the percentile is very low. It's like right. less than 5% that they could still make the playoffs. The Rams winning last night does not help right. your case. Doesn't help them at all. But I, I think that this team wants good vibes moving forward. So I expect them to play good football. And I think that when you look at the line at, at four points, four and a half points, I would expect the Bears to win this game and, and to cover on Sunday. Like you and Peggy on the postgame show, you guys are going to be breaking down a I, win. I think we're going to be giddy. Yeah, I think I, it's going to be. I think we're going to be giddy. Quarterback's going to look good. The it'll, defense it, will play well. It, it'll be late into the night that we'll be working, you know, obviously because it's a 325 start. Yeah. So I think we'll be happy on Christmas Eve as we're driving. She's driving back to her home. I'm driving back to mine. Looking for Santa Claus up in the sky. Well, yes. I'll be looking for Santa and the reindeer and Rudolph's nose. I think we will be celebrating the sixth victory for the Chicago Bears this year. So, uh, you know, Santa's a few days away. Yes, he is. But here on the show, we are, we are able to secure Yurko Claus. That's right. Uh, and Yurko Claus is here to give out gifts to all of the good boys and girls in Chicago sports. So if we ask Yurko Claus, the Chicago Bears, what type of gift are you giving the Chicago Bears, your oh, Claus. boy. I, I mean, I wish I could give the gift of wisdom. <laughs> but I don't know if Santa Claus can control that. You know, he may not be in charge of the gift of wisdom. Um, if I'm Santa Claus. Yes. Yurko Claus. I'm Yurko Claus. Yeah. What I present for them in terms of the gift is a Daniil Hunter. Ooh. From uh, the Minnesota Vikings via free agency. Okay. To go opposite of Montez Sweat so you can get after the quarterback. So if I'm giving something to the Chicago Bears, it's going to be a pass-rushing defensive end to go opposite of Montez Sweat. All right, I'm... I'm... Ho, ho, ho! (laughs) Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Yurko Claus is here. I'm his uh, little elf helping him out. Yes, you Uh, are. The little elf that could. Yeah, I see on the list the Chicago Cubs, Yurko Claus. Buddy, buddy, how are you? What are you you getting the Chicago Cubs? How about the second, third, and fourth available Japanese pitcher since Yamamoto signed with the Dodgers yesterday for 300 and some over 12 years? Can you believe that? So I'll give them the second, the (laughs) The third, third, and the fourth fourth pitcher out of Japan. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, Yurko Claus is here giving out What do you gifts. got for me, little buddy? Yeah, yeah, little elf. I'm, <laughs> buddy, I'm here. Buddy, uh, from, little buddy. from elf, yes. buddy. Uh, what about a big win last night for the Chicago Bulls? Yes. They're oh, moving yeah. in the right direction. Right direction. What would you get the Chicago Bulls? A home Yurko for Claus. Zach Levine that's not in <laughs> Chicago. Ho, ho, ho. Get back some draft equity. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. All right. Yurko Claus is here with us at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street. It's a Bears football feast. Uh, Yurko Claus. Yes. The Chicago Blackhawks. What are you getting the Blackhawks for oh, Christmas? Boy. Well, the Hawks play, have been playing a little bit better. But what I would see is how about some of that puck luck if they're in the bottom four again this year and another Number one draft choice Ooh. to match up with Connor Bedard. That'd be pretty good. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Problem is, they might be too good, and they might fall out of that top four. Yeah, that'd... which is uh, you know the, the, the to group, get into the top the group pick. that's eligible. Yeah. Right? It's only four that's eligible for I the top so, pick for their lottery. Yeah, yep. so they might be too good. So we got to be careful there. All right, I'm I'm uh, looking through your list. 
Yurko Claus, uh, Chicago White Sox. What are you? Yeah, boy. Oh, no. What, what I would wish for here or what I hope to bring wouldn't be very Christmassy, you know? It'd be like they're... Is it not something you should probably say on the radio? Hammer and sickle are involved, you know. Yeah, it's not something, that's not something you want to mention. Um, I, I guess what would I, I... Oh, yeah. I, I tell you what I would give the Chicago White Sox. 12 moving trucks. 12 Paul Arpin moving trucks over there. And send their sorry asses all the way down to Nashville, Tennessee. Ho, ho, ho. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yurko Claus, uh, you know, with the radio station, uh, a lot of different hosts want to give gifts. But we all look forward to seeing Yurko Claus and yeah. leaving gifts under the ESPN 1000 oh, tree. Harsh. Yes. Uh, for Carmen, your partner, who's not here today, what yeah. would you give uh, Carmen? Well, I already got Carmen something nice, a nice bottle of uh, well, that's of nice. bourbon. I mean, a, a bourbon he wouldn't buy for himself. Oh, that's very I nice. I sent him a picture. Hold on. I sent him a picture. I'll tell you what it was. Uh, you know, because he's, 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 he's a bourbon guy, you know. That guy loves to drink. And, uh, you know, especially now. Uh, Widow Jane, the vaults. A collection of our oldest and rarest 15-year-old whiskeys. Wow. It's a blend of straight bourbon whiskey from Batch L, bottle 1150, in a 2023 release. So it's a 15-year-old bourbon. That's pretty good. Um, as per the recommendations of our good friends at Benny's. Oh, good. Red Pontani was with me that recommended this one for Carmen. I had two choices. That's and a good goes, choice. He goes to me, this choice... I know Carmen's had this choice. Carmen has never had. Okay. So I got him something he never had. Arco Claus. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Yes. What else? (laughs) What about uh, Sylvie? We'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up at two. What would you get? Yurko Claus, what are you getting Sylvie for Christmas? Uh, Bigger mittens. Bigger gloves for Sylvie. His hands need to stay warm, and I think he could use the extra space for little warmers on the tip of his fingers. So I'd get him bigger mittens and bigger gloves. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Merry Christmas. Uh, What about for Waddle, Tom Waddle? Waddle, scotch. Scotch. Nice and peaty. Okay. Nice and peaty the way he likes it. He loves his scotch smoky. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, you know, usually here uh, with well, this no, producer. Black, Father, let's do you and Black. Well, well, I, I am Black. You and Abdallah. Yes. Uh, yeah, what about Abdallah? And Abdallah. <laughs> Boy, it's like the other day. He, he yeah. looks at Padre and goes, you. You. He, he forgot, <laughs> forgot his name. I just Justin. You. All right. So so for Abdallah, what are you say, giving? Well, Abdallah. for both of you guys. For money, both of them. Money talks, but oh. cash screams. Okay. All right. right. Cash for the kids. I always say that. Cash for the Cash kids. Cash for the kids. Can't complain. Cash for the kids. Cash yes. for the yes. kids. Cash for the kids. Who else? What about Charlie Bevins? Pink slip. <laughs> Pink slip. Time to go, Charlie. We appreciate all the effort. Time for you to go. Ho, ho, ho. What about David Kaplan? David Kaplan. The no, morning show. Let, let me take that pink slip back. <laughs> oh, no. You can't know. Let me take it back. Hold on. My fault. You know what I get him? Uh, one of those inflatable rafts that you can pull behind the boat for oh, his yeah, palatial estate. Yes. Yeah, for his palatial estate. 
up in uh, Wisconsin. That was a big thing yeah. in 2023. Finally he's in God's a country. Guy. He's, he's a, a big boat, boat guy. guy. You yeah. put him back on the inner tube like a big banana. Yeah, yes, I watch yes. him riding a big banana out there, an Ostermeyer wiener, you know. <laughs> he said put his legs on there and ride the wiener around Lake uh, Winnicani or Lake Winnebago, whatever lake he's on up there, Lake Poygan. Yes. You know? Whatever lake he's yeah, on, he get can him ride a, around. A big, see him on his big inflatable wiener, wiener riding yes. around the lake. Yeah, I think that'd be fantastic. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, what about his partner, Jonathan Hood? Canadian whiskey. Oh, yeah, that's a good choice. Canadian whiskey. Uh, J.P. Weiser's 22-year-old Canadian whiskey. What about the hot take artist, Shane Orling? Shane Orling, a razor. <laughs> get rid of that cheesy, bushy beard that he's got. What's he look like, by the way? He looks like Dan Haggerty. You remember Dan Haggerty and Ben the Bear? You remember yes, that show? Yes, Grizzly yes. Adams. Grizzly Adams. He's like a poor man's Grizzly Adams around town. I'd get him a razor. Yeah, yellow clippers. Maybe shave that thing down. Wale, W-A-H-L-E. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you Anybody for playing. Anybody else? No, that's Danny it. Danny Zetterman? Sure. Let's I'd, get Zetterman steak something. dinner. He's a little too thin. <laughs> I'd like to get that guy a good meal, a good steak some dinner. mashed potatoes, some vegetables, maybe even an appetizer and some soup. He'll eat all that. I, I hope so. If it's real stuff, he'll way eat too it. thin. I worry about too him. Thin. Okay. You know, if his jacket gets caught in the wind in Chicago, he might blow away. I'm worried we'll fly about down him. the street. Anybody else? No, that's it. Uh, you did a great job. Oh, that was fantastic. You. That's Yurko off the Claus. Cuff. That's off the cuff. Give it up for Yurko Claus. That's fantastic. Some of that. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Yes, yes. Ho, uh, ho. Chris Black filling in for Carmen today. It's the Carmen and Yurko show at Bears Football Feast presented by Miller Lite. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. How about this? A special treat coming up next. We will play a Friday edition of McKnight at the oh, Movies. That is a treat. That's a I treat. have a feeling it's a Christmas movie. I, I hope so. Have you seen Violent Night yet? I have not. I want to see it. Told though. you. you got to see it. Yeah. Looks good. All right. McKnight at the Movies coming up next. Back to the Carmen and Yurko show on ESPN, ESPN Chicago. Chicago. Brought to us by Miller Lite. This is the football feast at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. McKnight at the Movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko, only on ESPN Chicago. That's right, a special edition of McKnight at the Movies. Carmen and Yurko, black in for Carmen today. Yurko's here. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in the city. We're on the second floor. Come hang out. Have a Miller Lite with us. It's a Bears football feast as we get ready for Bears and Cardinals on Sunday. All right, Yurko, a special treat, McKnight at the movies. First caller to get the movie correct, call 312-332-3776. You'll win a four-pack of tickets to Sunday Best on January 26th at Joe's on Weed Street. So that's the prize. Caller one with the right answer at 312-332-3776. Let's get into it. Today's edition of McKnight at the Movies. Our scene opens on a walk turned dangerous. The orchestra plays a classically haunting tune. Our main character is in for it. He's pelted from off screen. A quick cut and we see his assailant, known ne'er-do-wells. Dressed the part, too, with leather jacket and dead animal. Fear has gripped the heart of our main. The metal-mouthed ruffian continues taunting. And the camera zooms in on what is assuredly an evil face. 
All right, after the first clue, both Yurko and I, yeah, I think we both we have, have it. it. We, we have, have it. it. Uh, we have it. I can't look at the Twitch today. Yeah. Uh, Jack or Kendra or Charlie, does Twitch have it yet? Because usually I'm the one that updates this, everyone. This, this, I would imagine they have this. Twitch this is one. ready and the phone lines are full. Yeah. This is a good one. This it, it is might a help. It might help uh, if we find out a little something about the actors. Yeah, part two. A bit on our actors. The main is known almost exclusively for this role and roles tangentially associated with this one. He's been a successful producer for some time, though. His adversaries fit the same bill, mostly known for their work as kids, but still getting a spot here and there. Also in the movie, but not in the scene, Billy Madison's dad and the Oscar nom from Close Encounters. That's it, really. This movie's more about situations and nostalgia than acting chops. Although the guy doing the narrating is from just over the border in Hammond. Beautiful Hammond, Indiana. Classic. Classic. Classic film. film. I believe Bears fans in the film. First time I ever saw, like, a a tire get changed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. That's how you learn. You watch that movie. All right, part three. Back to our scene. We zoom in on our main's face. He moves through fear and into rage. Honestly, it's pretty good face work for a kid actor here. He charges and unleashes a barrage on the unsuspecting bully. The narrator sums up the outburst and leaves us with the unrelenting fists of a normally reserved boy raining down on his tormentor. It's a Christmas staple for most, this movie, though I can't say it's in my all-time list. Still, showing up in this bit is a major award. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. Uh, yes, I, I, I agree with them. Uh, I think for most people, it is probably their top film for Christmas movies, oh, and okay. especially if you're... Yeah. Uh, at home watching TBS think, on, the, yeah. on the day, and, and it will TNT. just run. I think it's and TNT. It, will, it yeah. will run for the entire 24-hour time. Yep. Uh, let's go to Joe in Aurora. What, what movie is the answer? A Christmas Story. Absolutely. Congrats, Joe. It. Good job, man. And now the reveal? Yeah, let's hear the scene. Go ahead. When I tell you to come, you better come. What, are you going to cry now? Come on, cry, baby. Cry for me. Come on. Cry. (laughs) Deep in the recesses of my brain, a tiny red-hot little flame began to grow. Fuse blew, and I had gone out of my skull. He snapped. Yeah. You ever snap as a kid? No. No. No, I was always reserved. <laughs> we, we, I, I had a buddy. I had a friend who would snap every once in a while. Right. He, he, okay. He, uh, he had braces, and then when he would snap and someone would eventually pummel him, he would always get his lips yeah. stuck in the braces and he right. had to pull his lips out of his braces because someone hit him someone popped him in the face and then he's all bloodied yeah yeah and then they, they gotta go back and realign yeah, his yeah, yeah. The, the the hard wiring the wiring definitely knew a kid that would get yeah he would snap and then boom I, if i'm mom and dad i'm like quit fighting yes. with braces on yep for two years you got to shut your mouth and take it <laughs> then once they're off do what you want to do 
Thank you to Connor and uh, McKnight at the movies. A special Friday yeah. edition, a classic, a Christmas story. Well, you got to love where, that. Where one. do you uh, rank just, that uh, well, among your top Christmas films? I'll tell you exactly where. But they just had a reunion with yes. those guys from the Christmas story here. It was in town. So, Christmas story. Yeah, a Christmas story. Top five for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker you. for Miracle on 34th Street. Oh. Yeah, I'm a sucker for that old okay. school movie. Yeah. Does Santa or doesn't Santa? The little girl doesn't believe because mom's a skeptic. The whole ball of wax. You gotta old believe. school, old style, yeah. Miracle on 34th Street. Not the one with Elizabeth Perkins. That one doesn't count. Okay. It's got to be the old school version. Elf. Elf is great. I, 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 it's Elf. You know, it is. It's what it is. Elf. A new one on my list was Violent Night, <laughs> which uh, captures the real spirit of the thing, Reg, with uh, uh, Die Hard. The way yeah. Die Hard. Yeah. But this is more Christmassy, so there's no gray area and no debate. More, more Christmassy this than Die Hard. This one is more yeah. Christmassy. I would argue there's nothing more Christmas than Die Hard, but yes. And then the fifth one is kind of like a rotator, you know? Depending upon what kind of mood I'm in, I can maybe fit... Uh, uh, Christmas vacation in there, that kind of thing. Vacation's great. I, yeah. I think Home Alone's my favorite. Uh, then I go Christmas vacation. And then third, I would put Elf. I think the film, the Christmas film I've seen the most is A Christmas Story. Like, if you could think back in, in your life to the amount of times you've yeah. seen a movie, I probably have seen A Christmas Story. In the top two or three most times yeah, I've I'm ever seen surprised. a film. I'm not surprised. Because it just runs yeah. all day long yeah. on Christmas Eve Non-stop. and Christmas Day. Nonstop. It, it's comforting to see it on television uh, while you're celebrating the are holidays. You, are, are you a fan of? Uh, are you a fan of Christmas? Uh, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. It's a little old and slow. It's for old, me. old yeah. and slow. Yeah, yeah old, old and slow. slow. I get it. I yeah, get it. I, I feel like that. But one the way missed. the lawyer, the way the lawyer got the post yeah. office to deliver all the letters to Santa, yeah. And if the New York post office, a governmental agency, recognized the fact that he's a Santa, he's got to be Santa. And then the guy advising the judges, I told you not to take this case. <laughs> I told you not to take this case. Well, th- most people uh, also throw in there uh, a wonderful life, right? Like that that's usually in the conversation for best Christmas Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. And that that's an yeah. older film yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I think what's unique about the New Age ones, like Elf came out and immediately became a classic. Yes. Like how often do movies that are released in the theater now immediately become a classic film? Not a it lot. It doesn't happen doesn't often. Doesn't happen anymore. And I would imagine the last twenty-five years, you have like a handful. It's like The Wolf of Wall Street, right? Uh, Beautiful the, film. The Departed. Yes. And what? Else, like, what else is immediately? You know, uh, Step Brothers, kind of. Yeah, Step uh, Wedding Crashers. Wedding like Crashers, yeah. old school. Wedding, you know, stuff like that. that. That's when comedy. They were still making funny comedies. Right. They don't do that when anymore. they were. Uh, they were still allowed to offend. You know. Well, it's offend, and, and yeah. they they also were willing to make movies that had simple uh, themes to it, like a like one idea, like older guys trying to join a fraternity. Right. Movie. Yes. Like it's simple. And, and, like, as we've gotten uh, down the line here, the way Hollywood, they have to have complex ideas with this universe. You've got to be able to turn right. it into a universe. Right. The, the old school universe. Like, imagine if Will Ferrell went on to a, a right. different school and started another fraternity. and then I am glad those movies are no longer making money. I agree. I am glad those movies are crashing at the box office. I am glad that they have to try to fight. Look, I don't want to see Star Wars 5,000 times. Sorry. 
I don't want to see it no more. I, you had Endgame. You told me it was Endgame. Over. Endgame means over. Done. Over. I don't want to see the crap again. It's over. It means it's over. End game. Means it's over. over. That's what it means. Well, a uh, violent night seems like, from what you've yeah. described, is a simple pro- you uh, need like, to, you simple need to, idea. You need to watch it. Yeah, but like I it's... I mean, the it, fact that you guys haven't watched it. Listen, I'm going to reach in my pocket and grab you a $5 bill because it's going to cost you three ninety nine to rent. And I know how some of you young kids are a tad bit more uh, frugal, frugal when it comes to expenditures than others are. But I'm telling you... Violent night, if you want to get into the Christmas spirit, if you really want to, and don't let the name, you know, you know, some guys kill with pencils, other guys do it with candy canes, all right? Sure. What I'm trying to tell you is give it a chance. I'll, I'll absolutely give it, it a chance. It, I'll watch it. It's got a few twists. It's got a few turns. It'll be one of your new favorite Christmas movies, I promise you. Where does Home, Home Alone fit for you? Home Alone's just out of the top ten. I mean, I, I like it. I enjoy it. This one, Violent Night, it's, it's got a little Home Alone feel to it. I would imagine. It's got a little Die Hard feel to Home it. Home Alone is probably, your sons are probably bigger Home Alone fans. I don't know. Because they wouldn't have been their not, age. 97? Yeah. 1996 no, like 92, 93? Yeah. So they when it came out? But they would, it would have been 10 years old by the time they saw it. Yeah, but it was, it was played on TV could a have been lot. In the, yeah, could have been in their wheelhouse. It used to be like, uh, didn't they used to run that on Thanksgiving? Like Thanksgiving would Maybe. take place, and like that weekend they would start running right. Christmas films, Maybe. and you would see it. Uh, I'll tell you what movie is pretty much trash is that new Grinch. You see the Grinch with Jim Carrey, uh, I, like from twenty yeah, years ago. I, that was terrible. Yeah, that's awful. That's bad. Looking for his heart, the little yeah. black black hole yeah. piece of heart that he had, yeah. and then all of a sudden it warms up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a fan with of the, Jim. With the Who's and Whoville, I'm not a fan of Jim Carrey. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he lost his luster. I'll tell you when he lost his luster in Liar Liar. Okay. Remember like that was Liar, the last Liar? good one? Yeah. I yeah, think. I'm with you on that. Yeah, and then after that, it's all been kind Cable of Cable Guy's weird. good. Liar Liar's good. Ace Ventura's good. I, Dumb, Dumb and Dumber, Dumber. great. We called him an overactor. I think in Liar Liar, they called, like in one of the scenes at the end of the movie, yeah, they're playing what he the bloopers, and they, she said something overactor, and then they just crumbled down in laughter. They just crumbled down in laughter. Coming up next on Carmen and Yurko, Yurko has his keys to a Bears victory. It's Miller Lite's Bears football feast. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. It's Carmen and Yurko right here on ESPN 1000. Today's live broadcast of the Carmen and Yurko show is brought to you by the letter F. It's Friday. We're having fun. We're super excited about Football. Very good, class. And let's not forget food. Yummy. Put it all together now. It's, it's a, a Friday football feast. Brought to you by Miller Lite and Buffalo Wild Wings on ESPN Chicago. Chris Black filling in for Carmen today. Yurko is here. It's the Carmen and Yurko show from a Miller Lite Bears football feast at Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in the city. We're on the second floor. We'll be here for another half an hour or so. So come hang out, get lunch, get some Miller Lite, eat some wings. Have a great time. We're having a blast here today. Uh, we are. The Friday before the We got the busy. Holidays. We got Miller Lite. We got all the good stuff sitting here. We got it all going. Uh, Yurko Bears face the Cardinals on Sunday. It's now time for Yurko's Keys to the Game, brought to you by the Verdoliak Law Group. I'm excited, and I am ready. Yurko, 
Should I do what Carmen does? Yeah. Should I ask you what are the keys to a Bears victory on Sunday? Chris, I'm glad yeah. you asked. The Bears at home. Soldier Field. Correct. Noon. No. no. 325. Yes. 325. Exciting. <laughs> These are the keys to a Bears victory. All right. Key number one. Win in the lead. Maintain the lead. Win in the lead. Maintain the lead. Too many times this year, the Bears have found a way to get out in front and come the fourth quarter. They find a way to piddle it down their pant leg. Not this week. The Bears will maintain that lead throughout the football game and find a way for victory. Key number two. We got to avoid the three and outs. You got to give your defense a chance. A chance to gain their, uh, get their breath. A chance to get their wits to bottom when they get to the sideline. A chance when they've been helping you all day to settle themselves down before they go on the field and try to combat and uh, find their ways victorious for the rest of the game. Unfortunately, last week the offense kept going off the field and kept putting the defense back on the field, and the defense finally broke. Key number three. Red zone touchdowns versus red zone non-touchdowns being either turnovers or field goal attempts. Boys, let's get to seven points. We're far enough along in the season where we've got to go ahead and we've got to start punching the ball into the end zone. Before we get too close to the end zone and we have to think we've got to run the ball in and sometimes we can't do it, especially against exceptional defenses, how about we chuck the ball into the end zone and have our guys come down with catches? That would be absolutely marvelous. Key number four. We haven't had it. We had a defensive touchdown last week. We haven't had it. That's why I'm going to ask for it. We're in week 16. How about a special teams touchdown? Some from the special teams. It'd be nice. Turnover on the three-yard line, give, uh, give the offense a bunny chance. Something special out of the special teams would be nice. And those are the keys to a Bears victory against the Arizona Cardinals at Soldier Field on Sunday at 325. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yes, uh, there you go, Yurko. Thank you for the keys to the game, and it's brought to you by the Verdoliac Law Group. Absolutely, our good friends. Good friends. Eight four 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 VLG Law. And how many millions have they? Uh, Nine billion. Nine billion. Nine billion. That's a lot of money. Sixty years, forty thousand clients. Just had had a guy, three point three million. Well, that's pretty good. Sign one of the electronic billboards. Yeah, three point three billion oh, one for a client. Three three. It changes. Yeah. Every victory, it changes. It adds. It just comes in and says more. 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 I do like your key. It would be nice if the special teams were special. Yeah. It's special. Let me ask you this. Uh, If we want to suggest that the offense has failed this season, hasn't gotten to where I think we kind of expected them to take a developmental step forward to, who's to blame? I was talking about this last night on the show. I, I was thinking, like, if we break it down, I think the offensive line at times has been bad this year. I think the quarterback at times has been bad this year. Luke Getze is getting all of the criticism right now. He's the one that's taking the heat at this moment. But also, skill position players other than DJ, <clears throat> DJ Moore and Cole Komet have been bad. Yeah. So, skill position players, offensive line, Getsy, yeah, easier for quarterback. Yeah. How, how would you divide the blame for one the third, offense? One third, one third, one third. 
Luke Getze, Justin Fields, offensive line. So skill position players who are not more yeah, de- it doesn't de- matter? They're dependent upon service. No, I just think they're dependent upon service. They're yeah. dependent upon somebody feeding them the football. And if you can't get fed the football, then what are you going to do? Well, Tunyon was fed the football on Sunday. Right, and, T- and Tunyon dropped it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. Yeah. But it would be minuscule. It would be minuscule. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Everywhere so, else, so it's an equal third Getsy, to the offensive line, Getsy, and Fields. Offensive line. That's how I do it. That's my quick assessment. Then if I wanted to take a couple of percentage points away from each one of them and then divvy small percentage points out, I could. But I think we'd be wasting our time. Do you think it's possible that they do go on a run, win these three games, Eberflus back, Fields back is shopped but back, yeah, and then Getsy's the fall guy? Could be. And then Eberflus says, I'm going to find a different offensive coordinator. Yeah. And, I mean, at that point, now, now we're looking at the young quarterback once again in a new offensive system having to learn that system. It doesn't seem like well, that's, that, that's fine. going well for Let me fields. tell you what he's not going to learn. He's not going to learn this system because he's not a classic drop-back quarterback. So this system for him is unlearnable. So let's get a system in place that can uh, accentuate sure. what his positives are. So I can see that scenario. Quarterback stays, Eberflus stays, and gets he goes. And then you put a system in place that will actually complement your quarterback. And it does feel like that's been kind of the talk this week, is that a lot of the heat is, is all being pointed towards Luke Getze. And I don't know if it's necessarily warranted. I, I agree to your assessment that you can blame all of the parts equally to why it's not working. Like, at the end it's of last year... It's easier to get rid of Getsy than it is to get rid of three, four people, players. Yeah, no, that's true. And, right. and I think hey. at the end of last year, we were all suggesting that Getsy was doing a good job and he was putting the quarterback in the offense in the position to win. He just didn't have the pieces. Now, this year, it seems like there are pieces, yet the play calling is what is lacking. Right. And, and specifically, short yardage down plays. That's what has irritated me the most. You have a, you have a run-blocking offensive third, line. Third and one. You have a run-blocking offensive line. You're right, right. Push forward. Yeah. Push forward. All of this stuff behind the line of scrimmage, wide receiver sweeps, this, that, and the other. You know, he answered the question yesterday. What happened on the uh, Tyler Scott play where he right. got tackled behind the we're, line of scrimmage, third and one? His answer was, if the execution was there, it's a big chunk yardage play. Except... It didn't happen. Right. So why would you put yourself in a situation so where was, one player did, did the right tackle? Did he not block down or chip on the player to slow the defensive end down and then go up for the backer? Right. So is it the right tackle's fault? Was it not executed? So I always say, okay, it didn't get executed. <clears throat> Who didn't execute right. the play? Who specific? Yeah. Who didn't do it? Who did not do their job? Was it the right tackle? Let's blame the right tackle. Was it coached poorly? Did you guys, were you under the assumption the guy was going to crash, the defensive end was going to come down? Was it coached poorly? Whose fault they, is it? They seem to rely on this idea where they don't blame the players, yeah. but they constantly say it was the right play. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So they say, so it's not that they coached poorly, but then they don't blame the player. They just say yeah. the play was there, it just didn't happen. Well, that's not good enough when you lose to the Browns. When you had a chance to make a playoff run here, and you're making, and you have momentum, yeah, I, listen, that's what's frustrating. I watch replays. I know instantaneously who screwed up. Yeah. When you watch the replay and you see what the design is, it would help if I knew the play, what the call was. But yeah. you can usually see about eighty-five percent of the time 
Who's the guy at fault? That's him. He got scooped by the center when he was an inside eye on the guard. And now he's a gap and a half over. It's not good. I also that don't, means there's going to be a big hole somewhere. I don't like the idea of a smaller wide receiver uh, as the play develops, perhaps having to have a one-on-one with a lineman behind the line of scrimmage, and you're relying on that player to break a tackle, to break it open. I get that there's a lot of yardage to be had in front of you, but what tends to happen is it's the National Football League. These players can tackle, especially in one-on-one yeah. situations. Oh, yeah, they can get after you. Like The only player I trust on, on the Bears' offense who's going to break tackles routinely is DJ Moore. So if he's the guy who's being uh, – he's in motion with the sweep yeah. and it's handed off to him, okay, I understand the argument. And there. I don't know who had a chance on that play. I don't know if D.J. Moore, if it was Mooney, if it was uh, St. Brown. If it Scott. Was, yeah, it didn't make a difference who it was. Yeah, they were it, dead it, to They rights. were going to get swallowed up. Right. That play, they got swallowed up because nobody chipped them. And there are if multiple examples them, this season where yeah. you get this stuff. Uh, against the Packers game, go back to week one. Third and short, fourth and short situation. What do you do to open the season? You put Cole Komet under center. Like, what kind of idiotic play calling is that? It was terrible. Yeah. You know, okay, because you saw Kansas City do it with Travis Kelsey once. Like, who cares? Run plays forward. You have a quarterback who can run. Move forward. That, to me, has been the most irritating part about Getze this season for me. Is that in situations where you have an advantage... You don't utilize the advantage. You don't push forward well, with the run-blocking offensive that, line. That's because you've got to identify your advantage, and you've got to be willing to capitalize on it. You know, nothing worse than having an advantage and not knowing you have it. That's worse. Let's go to Rudy in Cherville. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rudy? Hey, guys. Um, you're if you see what they built across the street in Strax, right? Yep. You guys got to put that on your list. Across the street at Strax. What's across the street at Strax? They just opened at Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in there. I was in How there. I saw a little video footage of some of the activity in there. Oh, you better put that on your list. Hey, um, you're probably too young. You're talking about Christmas movies. Last night I watched uh, Going My Way, and tonight I'm going to watch Bells of St. Mary's. Two good Christmas movies, but you may be too young. Going My Way and the Bells of St. Mary. I'll look them up. Bing Crosby. Okay, I'll look them up. Okay, one quick question. What do you think the trade value is for Justin Justin Fields? Oh, boy, you're going to have to have two people that want them to be able to maximize your trade value. Um, I would hope you'd be able to get a first for them, but it would probably be closer to like the 18th to the 22nd, 23rd pick, something like that. Um, But for sure you'd be able to put a package together of a second and third you know, going a, a second this year, maybe a third next year, something like that. If uh, one were to go guess, could be maybe a little bit more. I know they got two, four, and a six for Sam Darnold, and I think Fields is in a better situation than Sam Darnold was. Everybody knew they were taking Zach Wilson, and they still found a way to trade uh, Sam Darnold. So who knows? But that's if that happens. If it doesn't happen, you never know. Somebody might come in and really want him. Thanks, Rudy. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, the Let's see. The Bells of St. Mary is from 1945. Yeah, it's an older movie. Before Who's in it? Yeah, a little bit before yeah, my yeah. time. Uh, let's see. Bing Crosby. Yeah. It's a uh, sequel to the other one you mentioned, Going Oh, my is way. it? The sequel? Oh, okay. Uh, what about, uh, Mar- Tupac? How about Martha Sleeper? You know her? I have not. 
I have she's not. in the film. No, never yeah. slept with her. What about Ruth Donnelly? Don't know her either. No, no <laughs> you're I not a big on, Ruth Donnelly. I missed out on the Ruth Donnelly career. What about uh, Dick Tyler? Dick I, Tyler? I, I still don't know Dick Tyler. I know Dick Van Dyke. No, yeah. but Gene Lockhart. Uh, uh, I recognize the name, but I don't. I can't I do play too so. for some reason. Yeah. All right. Well, That's scary. Well, thank, Gene thank, Lockhart. Thank you, Bells of St. Mary. Thank you, Rudy. Rudy. The Bells of St. Mary. And when I say that. 1945. I'm going to show you a video here during the break. Oh, please do. Of uh, some of the activities over at that Twin Peaks in Cherville. All right. And then when we come back, Mike North will have the bonus play. And we'll get ready for crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. Chris Buck in for Carmen. It's Carmen and Yurko right here on ESPN 1000. The Friday football feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in Chicago. If you are with us, you can still see the show on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. And also, you could be entered into a chance to win the grand prize, a trip to Woodford Reserve Distillery with Carmen and Yurko in 2024. Must be 21 as of December 8th, 2023. And from Illinois to qualify, caller 50. Chris Buck in for Carmen today. It's Carmen and Yurko live from Buffalo Wild Wings on Taylor Street in the city. It's a Miller Lite Bears football feast. Yurko, it's time for the bonus play with Mike North. What's up, Mike? Mikey, what do you got? What's going on? What's up, fellas? Merry Christmas. What's going on? Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, you know what? What could I give to the to the listeners? I can't give them a giant hug. Well, I'd love to give you guys a giant hug. And what's the best way to do it? Okay, two and one the last two weeks, ten and eight over the year so far. Well, there's a game in ten minutes, maybe less. Ooh. Ooh. Get on the app. You have Drake. At eleven and one versus UAB at six and five. It's on ESPN Plus. Uh, Drake, tough at home. Uh, the same thing for UAB. They've won two in a row. Uh, UAB getting five and a half at home. Take the five and a half. Take UAB. That's my play for the day. And when you're opening your presents on Christmas and you're smiling and your <laughs> wife or loved one says, "That's a great memory, isn't it?" You're going to go, "Yeah." I had uh, I had UAB with North on car on the Yurko show with Chris Black. That's a beautiful thing. Merry Christmas, fellas. Merry Christmas, Mike. Merry Thank Christmas, you. Mike. Yeah, UAB. That is a beautiful thing. You got thing. it, buddy. Plus UAB. The five and a half. You got, got it. it. UAB plus five and a half. Go get him. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> there is Mike North from the Odds Couple. Uh, usually with Carmen Tyler Aki filled in. You can get the episode. Uh, live today on the ESPN Chicago app right now. You can also listen to it right here on ESPN 1000. Yurko, as we get ready uh, for Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie coming up in a couple moments, uh, Sunday, Christmas Eve, we have a full slate of Bears activity on ESPN 1000. We do, yes. Uh, Tyler will join me for the pre-pre-show. Uh, that would start at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Christmas Eve, 11 a.m. to 1.30. We'll get you ready. 
And we have the network pregame show. Sylvie, Lance, Dion, inside Gate O oh at Soldier Field. Less than two hours. Wow, good for them. 130 to 3.25, huh? Pretty good, right? Wow, nice deal if you can get it. And then the, the kickoff of the game with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, Jason McKee on the sidelines. You'll listen to Bears and Cardinals right here on ESPN 1000. That's all just setting the table for the postgame show. Yurko, Peggy, two hours after the game. Well, it could be two hours, could be two hours and 20 minutes. We don't know until we find out exactly when the game finishes. Until you find out. So the odds are it'll be 6.30 to 8.30. Yeah. The odds are that's when it's going to be. Okay. But we don't know. But you don't know. Because we could go to 9 o'clock. Sure. We don't know. For blanks and giggles, we can go to 9 o'clock. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you're making that call to stay on longer. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not my call. <laughs> Just depends when the game ends. If the game ends before 6.30, we're on till 8.30. Yeah, it's two if, hours. If it two ends, full if hours. If it ends at 6.31, we go all the We take the extra time that the pregame show didn't want. We take that extra time. We'll go all the way till 9. <laughs> and then after, we have, Peggy, the post, post we have the post-post-game show with, with Pat the Impaler. <laughs> and, and Jeff Meller. And Jeff Meller, And course. Jason McKee. And Jason McKee will join And that's them. Pat the Designer. Yes, yes, it is. Yes. It is Pat the Designer. You guys had a very nice podcast the other day. Oh, I tell you, it was smoking. It was great. I didn't even think we talked football. I don't remember talking football. I mean, we sometimes may have. it's fun not to. Yeah, we just had a good time. So, so this is my point. We have a lot of great coverage for you on Christmas Eve. Bears football. The Bears will face off against the Cardinals at Soldier Field. If you're going to the game, enjoy. Uh, for those who are celebrating Christmas Eve, getting ready for Christmas, it's nice to have the ESPN Chicago app on. Put the headphones in. Ignore the family. Listen to Yurko. Break down the Bears game. 100% correct. That's what we do. So, uh, that's what that's we do. That's what we're going to be. We're going to be having fun. So, uh, and uh, people will be in their cars going home. Yes, We're going to be playing fe- festive uh, uh, Christmas music. Well, people are going to be traveling to their loved ones' right? houses and, and or we'll, wherever we'll, they're going. We'll take everybody home. We'll take everybody. We'll be giving a Santa report where Santa's at. That's, that's Christmas fun. Eve. Yeah. That'll be good. Because be around the globe. Could be in Reykjavik. Don't you we love don't the, the, the Santa tracker that I you do. can watch? I do it's love the fun, Santa right? tracker. Yeah. And they'll, uh, yeah, that'll be great. Make sure the children go to sleep. Yes. You know, it'll be another one. What do you leave Christmas. out? What do you leave out for Santa? Uh, chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy? Yeah. A little milk? Hard as rocks. You know, so it doesn't <laughs> even make a difference. A little bit of milk and Chips Ahoy cookies. And I used to remember, I used to go little eat the cookies. You know, yeah. I'd go eat them. Yeah. Make it look like somebody was eating. You know, drank the milk all the way down. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Next day, gifts under Christmas oh, trees. It's good fun. Yeah. Good fun. I still have the PSPs. Remember the PSP? And those little disc games yeah. that used to go in the yeah. Still have them. Oh, really? All of them. Yeah. Kids had all the craze. I got every oh, yeah. one of their phones early on, like this little rectangular. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cube. the Razor. Oh, my. It's the Motorola Razor. Yeah. Some of the craziest stuff you ever seen. I kept it all. You know why? Because one day it's going to come back and play. Or, like, the movies will need them. Oh, yeah. And they'll need that because they'll need the, the phones. The technology will work. At the time. Yeah. Make it Survival setting. Yeah. Uh, setting. Uh, Ginny from the suburbs was the winner uh, for the call to post. So congrats. Gin- Ginny from the block? From the suburbs. Ginny from the block? A specific suburb? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know well, one of them. It's one She's of the suburbs. The, congrats. Uh, the $50 gift card and a uh, chance to go with you guys at Kentucky. That's awesome. That's going to be a ball. All right. Coming up next, we will cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie.